ten. There you go. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Strike. Um, of course, we're carrying on with our episode reviews, and joining me is again our Paul. Hello. And Craig. Bon jo no. All right, so we're on to episode six now, also known as FaceTime. <laughs> Getting down with the kids with that one, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. They could have called it Skype, um, and then it would have been fine for us. <laughs> uh, basically, a very, very short synopsis of this one. There's a couple of key things in it. Jessica Gate crashes an exclusive country club on the hunt for the killer, and Trish's new addiction begins to spiral out of control. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> with her um, asthma inhaler. <laughs> Indeed, yes. Uh, what did you think of this one, gents? <sighs> um, I thought they were trying to be a bit comedic getting into the, the club, but it, it sort of failed. As there's only so often you can just watch an angry woman walking around in jeans and a leather jacket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, her, her dress code does kind of let her down a little bit sometimes for getting into places, doesn't it, really? <laughs> yeah. She could have made an effie. <laughs> uh, and, and if you've ever watched one of Christy's other shows, the, the girl can work a mini dress, so they need to stick her in one now and again, I think. <laughs> so it was in a show called uh, The Bitch in Apartment 23. Yeah. Um, a very different look in that, I think. Come on, let's give give her some undercover work. <laughs> exactly, she's a bloody undercover detective. Yeah. I, I, agree. I guess the big thing out of this, though, straight from straight from the off, is Trish's addiction starting to kick in really big time. Yeah, and she starts looking for criminals to take on. Yeah, yeah, it really, uh, really you... does kick in, doesn't it? And absolutely, yeah, big time. And I think this this is the one that she ends up with um, Malcolm. Um, mm. It doesn't say it in the the review I'm reading, but I'm sure it's this one because I, I was looking at the the next review and it it says that she's trying to become sober again. Mm. So it's got to be this one. It doesn't mention it, but I think because Malcolm is quite a big part of this episode again. Um, mm. going back to his old university to talk to his ex-girlfriend. That's right, yeah. Um, and I think this is... Because that kind of kicks on, doesn't it? He's sad that he's had to do what he's done, and then Trish comes yeah. to him, um, and I think they, they kind of fall in with each other at that point. Mm. Yeah, because while Malcolm's there, of course, he's been doing a little bit more digging on Malos. Yeah. And Malos, I should say. Um, and he discovers the this other character, Justice Ambrose. Yeah. Uh, Malice has been paying for all these personal expenses. Yeah, so he's doing a little bit of digging around there. At the same time, he's sort of dealing with, with Trish. So he's got his hands full a bit in this episode. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely one of the more fleshed-out characters this season. Mm. Mm. Which is quite enjoyable, as we've we've said. He's, he's one of the stronger characters anyway. Um. Mm. So I've, I've yeah. quite enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, of course, the other thing that happens at, towards the start of this is we see security footage from outside the aquarium. Yeah. Um, where Malice appears to drug the mystery woman and, yeah. and force her out, despite them appearing to have been a loving couple. 
previously. Yeah. So you're still not quite clear of what his intentions are at this point in the story. Yeah, I think that goes back to to what we were we were just talking about, in that there is that lack of division in mm. in good and good and bad. So, and this this definitely plays up to it even even more in this episode. Mm. Definitely, the whole um, the, everything in this series is grey. Honest to goodness me. No, that's that's true. It's a very big theme, I think, through the series. For the season, it is Shades of Grey, actually, yeah. Even with some of the other stories, with with Hogarth, obviously, looking for um, ways to to kill herself off. Mm. Um, and But then she's doing her day job and, and doing the right thing with that. But yeah. outside of that... Um, Sleeping with prostitutes and and all sorts of things. It's mm. it, even with a away from the ma- main storyline that that's also there as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and even Trish yeah. taking the drugs, she's doing it for the right reasons, um, yeah. but isn't the yeah. right thing to do. No, no, agreed. Yeah, so no, I think the Craig just hits on on the the very thing. I think that that is one of the themes of the series as we go through it. Is that is that nothing is is clear cut? Yeah, definitely agree there. So I kind of want to watch Luke Cage just to see if there is a villain going to present himself in episode one, or or if even this this series of Jessica Jones is referenced. I, I, yeah, mm. it's sort mm. of pricking me attention. Just talking through things with yourselves. And um, and also, strangely, it's almost cathartic in respect that maybe the series wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Yeah, it's just mm. it seems to be these certainly these first six episodes seem to have a strong story throughout them and a strong B story yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah, in in some ways I agree yeah, there, Craig. Oh God, I'm on fire, aren't I? I'm like a proper Marvel <laughs> person. Yeah. I'm like, woo! Well, no, you're right because we've seen two or three big subplots. We've had a sort of initial friction with her landlord, which looks like he might turn into friendship. Yeah. We've got Ogar fight fighting two fronts with her illness, and as a result of that, being stabbed in the back by her colleagues. Yeah. Um, you got Malcolm who's suddenly dealing with a junkie that represents a danger to him falling off the wagon. So there are a lot of subplots going on in these opening six episodes, actually. Yeah, and that, that's what Marvel does so well. Even mm. with the films, they always have a a strong B plot in them. Yeah, and and I think uh, we've, I, seen, I we've seen that. Even with Infinity yeah. War had a strong B plot, with mm. with Thor being off by himself, um, yeah. with with Rocket and Groot. I think that was a really strong B story, um, and yeah. the TV's, TV shows are no different. Yeah, uh, I know that they do try to give all their characters something to do. I think I do know that I think as the episodes went on, 
the Trish story is, um, did annoy one or two people that we know. <laughs> Good friends of ours, actually, Paul. Yeah. Really threw their hands in the hair with the Trish story. Yeah, but, but I think and it, the next it episode is the big problem. <laughs> the next one yeah, is indeed, the, yes, where the big we, problem is. When we get to that one, yes, indeed. Um, but I think it's, with a show like this, when you've got so many characters, it is a big juggling act to try and give them all strong B stories of their own. Uh, but I think the the Ogoth one certainly is very strong out of this series. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Because um, the other thing we find in this episode is that Green, that's been staying with with Hogar, uh, has got ALS, uh, and tells her that there's an IGA patient, IGH yeah. patient, that could heal people by touching them. Oh, that's particularly heartbreaking. <laughs> Um, yeah. So again, tying tying one or two of the different story threads together already, because um, that's going to have some impact further down the line, of course, when she starts going for this, looking for this guy, um, and the payoff is big. <laughs> yeah, and then obviously, right at the end of the episode, we we find out who the mysterious woman is. Indeed. Um, in um, Jessica's mother. I didn't see coming. <laughs> no, yes. I didn't either. To be honest. No. Uh, I had so a suspicion. Oh, interesting. There's always one. Yeah. Honestly, I, I did. Because <laughs> if the show was set in London, that would have finished with a dun 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Very East Enders moment. Oh, mother. <laughs> but and that 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 really kicks off the the storyline. Then that's that's where yeah, everything heads. Bit, then. Um, mm. and kind of revolves around that relationship like, again and how it should be it should revolve around the lead characters relationships with people um, yeah obviously in the, the first one it was her relationship with Kilgrave and then this one her relationship with her mother yeah and it brings up all the ghosts of a um, past with her family, the guilt she feels for their death, uh, and that she's carried around all her life on her own, and her mum was there all the time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Not a yeah. not a great situation. No. Not one I can uh, relate to really. No. So you haven't got a, a psychotic super soldier mother? <laughs> uh, well, funny you should say that. <laughs> Less. I can't think of any more major points of that, that episode. No, no, I think a, a lot of the episode basically hangs on that revelation at the end, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it does. So. Uh, then yeah, the, the then next episode we get Cray Cray. Yeah, we get a song. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel's first musical. <laughs> so, yes, that's going to be an interesting one. All right, well, I think we've probably covered all the bases, really, in that episode, guys. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we'll be back with episode seven. I want your Cray Cray. Thank <laughs> you.
This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.